Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. everybody and welcome to the Creative Exponent podcast and we have a guest today which I said her name wrong on the last episode but that's (laughs) you know what you learn when you actually talk to people and don't just read about them on Instagram. That's right. But this is Gina Holiday of A Spoonful of Faith and we're just really excited to have you here. Yes we are. Yeah I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So I learned about you. I think it was it was kind of, maybe it was about a year ago, and you did this amazing mural that said, do not despise small beginnings. Yeah. And it just, it was one of those things that like stopped me right on Instagram. I'm like, I've got to share that. <laughs> um, and then that kind of sucked me down the rabbit mm-hmm. hole of looking into all your work and what you do, which is a yeah. lot. And we'll talk about that like how did you get into all that how did that evolve how do you manage it all um but guys you need to go so she's on instagram at spoonful of faith and Mm -hmm. if you just open it up what you'll see is this it's just such an she shows up in such an encouraging inspirational way uses her talents and art and gifts in a way that's not like hey, look at me and all this stuff I'm selling, yeah. but like, I want to give. I want to give to people who come yeah. to my space on the internet. And so I'm just so excited to have her here and me to hear too. more of her story as well. Well, yes. that was a really like beautiful introduction. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm excited to share, you know, what I can with you. <laughs> Well, I have a feeling you have a lot. I have a feeling you're like a little, a little treasure trove, um, which we found with a lot of people we have on that we yeah. kind of admire what they do. And then once we, man, once you hear people's story, yeah. it's just like, it's awesome. So I'd love to hear, first of all, just talk about how you discovered your creativity. Was that early on? Yeah. Was it later? Kind of how did that, how did that blossom in your life? Yeah, so I um, really early on just loved to create. I always loved to draw and doodle and just make things, really use my hands and make things. Um, And I grew up in a pretty big family. I'm a middle child of seven. So I have um, four sisters and two brothers. And we're all kind of like that. We all love to create and make things and just um, have always been that way. So Um, I think I kind of um, credit my parents because they were really encouraging to us to just like Mm -hmm. try and do things. Um, And they never like discouraged us when we'd have an idea about something or want to like dive into something new. They'd just be like, try it and see. And so um, I just always loved to, to create, but I never really thought it would be a career. I just like mm-hmm. yeah. to make stuff like me and my sister would make like tote bags when we were younger. And like, <laughs> I always liked to like learn to like, when I was 13, about like middle school, me and my sister, um, like learned how to like 
create web pages because we wanted ours like to look cute. And so we're yeah. like, how are we going to do it? Like, I mean, like, I'm telling you, like, if we needed to figure it out, we did. And we would that's just awesome. like dive into a hole and figure out how to make it happen. And that's mm-hmm. just how um, our family always was. And that could be because we were such a big family and yeah. my parents would be like, if you figure it out, you can have it, you know, like if you can't figure it out, you can't have it. And so creativity has always just been a part of my life. It's always been in me. Um, and I've always been encouraged to, to use it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. I love that it was not just about, cause I think some people have the creative piece and then they don't know what to do with it. So I love that you kind of had that in your childhood of, well, if, if this is something you want to do, then you need to you know, you need to figure it out, figure out how to make a web page, figure out how to um, expand your skills and what you might be able to offer. Um, so, so that's really cool. Did, so how did it evolve then into something that became a business? Yeah. So, um, it did, I mean, I started Spoonful of Faith seven years ago. And five years ago, I went full-time with it. But seven years ago, I started. And it started from, um, like, right after I had my daughter. So it's actually funny because I went to school for marketing. I didn't go to school for art. I was kind of discouraged in, at a young age, like, in middle school from an art teacher that, like, mm. following a path of art was not, not really going to take me yeah. to um, – Basically, like, if you want to be successful in something, Mm -hmm. this is probably not where you want to go. And so I kind of shifted gears. Um, Oh, I hate hearing that. I know. We hear it a lot. Isn't it horrible? (laughs) Like, um, (laughs) it's horrible. But one of the things that she said was, like, maybe you go to school for business, and then you can do something with art. I totally feel you. (laughs) Um, and, and my thought was like, okay, well, the most like fun side of business mm-hmm. is marketing. So I went into yeah. marketing yeah. Um, and I was really good at marketing. Um, it still comes very natural to me um, because I really love storytelling and people's stories. And I just love mm-hmm. that. And so it comes really natural to me to be able to share things. Yeah. Um, and, and, but I was working in marketing and um, I just wasn't, it was just like, I don't know. I just wasn't doing it for me. Flat, right? yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing something. Um, and, and I still like created a little bit on the side, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once I had my daughter, um, I really started to kind of, um, look within and, yeah. you know, challenge myself in a way where I felt like I can't tell her that she can be everything that she wants to be and like do everything that she wants to do. If I'm not even doing it myself, like I need to be an example and at least try. So then I'll know, you know? And so I started um, a blog called Spoonful of Faith Mm -hmm. where I was just going to like share my doodles, like drawings that I made up and, and I like would pair these like, drawings in my sketchbook um like scriptures or words of Mm -hmm. encouragement Mm -hmm. and I would just share them on my blog and sometimes on Instagram and as I started to share them people were like encouraged by them and um some people were like can you draw my 
daughter, you know, can you draw somebody mm-hmm. for me? And, <laughs> and then I started getting commissions and, um, commissions is really where my business started because I was like, Oh my gosh, I think I could make money doing this. Like, this is kind of cool. And, yeah. um, I would work my, you know, full-time job. And then at night I'd be working on portraits of kids and families. And, mm-hmm. um, it just kind of started to snowball after that. Um, more people saw my work and more people shared my work and more people, um, you know, hired me to, to work. And so yeah. then I'm like, Oh, wow, I have like a business. I started like an Etsy shop and, <laughs> and um, the rest is history, I guess they yeah. say but a lot more happened. But um, that's kind of how it turned into a business. I love that. I do. Just because, you know, because, you know, we have mentoring groups as well as, um, you know, coaching groups as well as, you know, doing the podcast. And of course, we each have our own individual businesses and brands. And it's, it's so easy in the beginning for everyone, for all of us to feel like that there's this moment of everything just aligns and it's just there. And it does not matter who we talk to, what size their audience is, the experiences we've both had. You know, it's always this story of progression, you know, and just things unfolding in time. And some some people's stories, yes, they kind of unfold a lot quicker, but it's never, and I know it happens, but it's rare. You know, it's it's rarely this like overnight moment, everything's just working and here we go, we're off to the races. And I think it's just encouraging every time we hear someone else's story, you know, for it to to just be a normal human story, you know, yeah. because it is, they usually are. So, oh yeah. That's fun. Like the first two years that I, um, when I first went full time with Spoonful of Faith, it was really hard. Like yeah. I, <laughs> I, like when I look back at that time, I just know that, um, it was really truly only by God's grace that I got through it because yeah. I think about like my, relationship with my husband at that time too like our marriage was really hurting um because yeah. I was going after something I felt like I was called to do and my yeah. husband didn't we've never like we didn't have any examples of entrepreneurship in our lives we had no yeah. I really had no resources um other than what I taught myself and yeah. or learned from others and so um or tried to absorb from people like on the internet you know how you yeah. know how and so um it was really difficult to um, just walk through that. And yeah. <laughs> I look back, I'm like, I don't know if I would have known what I had to mm-hmm. kind of go through to get where I'm at. I don't know that I would have done it. So I'm really glad I didn't know. And that's I thought right. <laughs> I was super naive and I was like, it's all going to work out. Just jump off the cliff. I'm Do really it. glad that I was in that mindset because looking back, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I could have or would yeah. have. Um, just knowing what we would have gone through, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, you really embody your name, like, Spoonful yes. of Faith. Yeah. Like, that's all. That's how it started. It was, no yeah, it was absolutely you know. a leap of faith. Um, I was actually going, um, I was pregnant with my second child, my son, and um, I worked at like a huge corporation doing like digital marketing for them. Yeah. And I was going to go on maternity leave. And I was like, all right, I'm going to, I think this is it. Like, I'm going <laughs> to not come back. Like, yeah. <laughs> everybody thought I was crazy. Cause they're like, okay, you have a kid at home. 
you're about to have another mm-hmm. baby and you're just gonna like quit your job and like yeah. not come back and I'm like yeah bad yeah. time yeah. bad time <laughs> you're like are you sure like you know and I'm like we're gonna do it and it was funny because it was like me and my husband were talking about this like a like a few weeks ago actually um it was like every time like after I jumped into it it would be like every time I'd be like okay I'm gonna, I might throw on the towel like if I don't get anything like I'll yeah. just start looking work again something would come he, said, he told me he was get so mad like so mad every time that something would come like, up okay, Friday you know she's gonna start looking for work again right. and then I'd be like I got a you know a project with somebody you know yeah and so it was just funny how it worked out but it was definitely building like brick by brick Um, you know, those first years are always super formative just for your character and like, Mm -hmm. you know, all the things that you need to build a business, um, inside, you know, internally, I feel like that comes in those first years of grit. So, Mm -hmm. um, they're super necessary. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So going from like these super gritty years to like, okay, your work is in just this little shop that nobody knows about called Target. (laughs) (laughs) You know, no big deal. Um, And it was funny because after I had seen, you know, after I kind of did that rabbit hole dive through your Instagram feed, I was in Target and I always look in the stationary section just because we love, man, I'm sure you're the same, like just art supplies and papers and notebooks and like whatever. Um, and I saw it and I, there was that moment of recognition, like, yeah, you know, and you have that thought of like, this is my friend on right. Instagram. <laughs> like, oh, I know <laughs> so, like, yeah. You have no idea who I am. We don't know each other, but there's that <laughs> connection and yes. I'm sure other people feel that. Oh too. yeah. Like, oh, there's, there's Gina's work. I've got to buy that because <laughs> yeah. I know her. Yes. Yeah. So how did, how in the world did that happen? <laughs> I mean, obviously you're talented, so it's no surprise. Sure. But there are a lot of talented people who don't get their work. Right. I know. Yeah, so, so how did that happen? Um, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, was it like an email? Uh, a phone call? Did you pitch yeah. it? Oh, they reached out to me. So they actually found me um, and just like pitched the idea of me creating a few products for black history month and Mm -hmm. that's kind of where it started um but they had seen like in my own shop they had seen Mm -hmm. like some of my journals and the calendar I do every year and they were like oh we think this would be really you know special Mm -hmm. to actually use a black artist to create the stationary um, for Black History Month. And so it was yeah. actually pitched to me. So that's why I'm always like, I that's don't awesome. know. <laughs> I have friends at Target, but I mean, you just never know what will happen or who will yeah. say your name in a room or, you know, and that's if right. that's what they're looking for. So, uh, sure. you know, it just came at the bright timing, I think, mm-hmm. in my career too. Um, so I just believe that it was meant to be that, you know, that it yeah. happened at that time. But yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so great. Like, did you go? Did you go to your Target and like yeah. buy yeah. them? Like I went <laughs> Tell to my the cashier. Early. Like this is this is me. Oh yeah, I went to my Target early and was like asking people to look in the back and find yeah. them. You know, yeah. I was like, searching them out. And then like I'm really, I'm I don't really tell 
people a lot of things. Like, I'm not really like yeah. that. Like, I know I share yeah. stuff online, but I really do that because I feel like the people that follow me want to know. But, like, yeah. I don't really do that. My husband, though, he'll be like, this yeah. is her work. She's yeah. the artist. And I'm like, oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. so awesome. The, cool, the guy who know? was, like, bummed when you got new opportunities is now right. like, yeah, right. my wife's in, I know. My wife's She's in a Target. Superstar. She's, a big, she's a big deal. Oh. I know. That's what we always laugh about. Like, wow, we've come a long way. <laughs> yes. Don't you think, though, that sometimes, like, just hearing your story and hearing the way you talk about Target and that opportunity, we, I said this a while back and I, Marianne, I can't remember in what group it was in, but in one of the sessions that so much of being an entrepreneur is this, the intention that you set towards what you want to come to fruition. And it really is a lot of times about lunacy and stubbornness, you know, like you are just, I mean, it's like, you don't really even know how the things come to be because you're so wrapped up in the belief that it can be. I really yes. do believe that, you know, yes. and just hearing you say that that's, it's sort of like, well, I don't know how it happened. It, I know I worked intentionally and worked hard, but I don't, it just happened. And I, yeah. that, you know, that's so fun. Yeah, no, that, and I, I totally agree with you on that. Cause it's like, I feel like when people ask me, like other artists or illustrators, they're like, okay, yeah. like, how do I do this? You know, I'm, yeah. I'm just like, you just keep working at <laughs> yeah. your stuff. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, like, I didn't pitch it. I, yeah. Like, just keep. Right, there's not like this five-step program yeah, to get your work you know? in Target. Yeah, you exactly. Put out your best work, you know, be, yeah. um, be a quality person when you work with people. People will share you because yeah. you're a good person, you know? Yes. And so, um, yeah, I totally agree with that. <laughs> That's so, so funny. How did you, just going back to the art teacher who was kind of, you know, discouraged you from making that. Into Shame a on her. Pushed, <laughs> but how did you discover your own style? And did that feedback yeah. kind of make you feel like you couldn't go your own way like that you had to go in a different direction like how did I think so many people who want to be artists designers yeah. that's kind of the biggest question like how do I how do I find my voice mm, yes. and you found a very clear voice that mm -hmm. I think is why you get attention because it's it's unique it's not yeah. only the talent it's but yours yeah you're sharing something that's very authentic to you mm -hmm. And it resonates with people. So kind of how did, how did that happen? And yeah. I know sometimes we don't know how it happened. We just did it. But yeah. do you have any kind of insight or wisdom to share on that, finding think, your style? Yeah, I think like, I don't know. I really believe that your style is your voice. And I think a lot yeah. of times people can't figure out their style because they don't really know their voice. They're trying to be like, everyone mm -hmm. else or mimic things or like copy things um mm -hmm. one of the things that really helped me in the beginning was to um really turn off like inspiration and just mm, yeah things myself even if it was like really bad I'd be like oh yeah. I don't really like that <laughs> a reference or like it looked better but like I'm just gonna make the things that come out of me yeah. Um, and at first, um, I didn't really like a lot of the stuff that I did. And That's I funny. think I, I look back to some of the stuff that I shared and I, it's, I cringe, but I know that, yeah. um, that was what I could 
put out at that time. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually didn't draw a lot of like bodies or faces um, for a long time. I used to do like, I've I've done closed eyes on a lot of my women. I've always done that. Initially, people Mm -hmm. always questioned me and they'd be like, why don't you like open their eyes? You know, and I'm like, I can't draw them very well. You know, yeah, (laughs) I'm still working on that, guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so like, um, the more that I like started to like play in my own um, without being heavily influenced by like outside um like I, you know, like I go on Pinterest and I look at things and then it'll yeah. like influence the things that I want to create. And so the more that I like turn that off, I started to see the work that I really liked to create. Yeah. Um, which, like I said, when I first started, I got a lot of commission work. So I was just doing drawings of people's families. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't really like this. Like, this is not really the yeah. work I want to do. Um, some people love it. Not It's not really my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started to really think about what I like to draw. And I always love to draw women. I just, I just Mm. have always loved to draw women. And so I started kind of just playing in what that looked like to me, like what the woman looked Mm -hmm. like to me. And I think um, I'm often like drawing a woman that is embodies a lot of things within myself. Um, Yeah. A lot of areas and things that I want to grow in or share Um, And so I just started to put that in like my work. So I would like Mm -hmm. draw pictures and then I would put words in there. And a lot of people didn't really do that. And I thought like, there's something wrong with this. I don't think I'm supposed to do this like as an artist, (laughs) but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And people like really loved it. And now, I mean, people do it all the time, but when I first started doing my work, like nobody did, like Mm -hmm. nobody wrote like words over their artwork, you know, that was just like ruining it to them. Um, yeah. And so it's funny because I think one thing that I really learned was like really trusting my my personal instinct, like my own creative instinct mm. about yeah. where I wanted to take my work and also not allowing um, the critics or the critiques of others yeah. to change my path or direction. I think that's difficult yeah. if you don't have a strong um, voice. And that's where yeah. I feel like it comes to your like creative style or your creative mm-hmm. voice I really feel like it's your voice and you're you're really learning how to use it that's honestly like the best yeah. way that I explain it to people is like <laughs> the more you use it the more you will see it start to come out and the what yep. things that you create when you're first starting out and you're trying to copy everyone you're not using your voice you need no. to use your voice which is the things that are within you, you know? And so that's like my best advice for finding your style or your voice. Yeah. You're, you're speaking Shauna's language. This is like her love language right here. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to throw my hands up. It's like (laughs) preaching time. I love because I mean, look, here's the thing. I feel that way in just in the world in general and watching women especially but all all people figure out that their voice is valuable mm-hmm. and that they have something to say now whether that's just in their community or within their family or that's in a larger platform sure all that's you know to be determined based on the the person but right. um that in and of itself is so valuable to me but also even just my own experiences in that you know and it's funny I, you know cuz 
Marion actually introduced you to me. So I'm so grateful she did um, because I'm in this phase in my life. So I've been a writer my whole life uh, and of course started a blog and that was how my stuff started too. Mm -hmm. But um, then in this last couple of years, I have played way more with painting and Marion has been like my personal cheerleader with that and encouraged me and just said, just do it, practice and you're going to, you know, figure out your own. So I got to live that again in a new way and I'm nearly 40 and that's why it matters because it's just like we, if we would just do, you know, just do yeah. the thing, do the work all that stuff, it just naturally continues to build and gain momentum and it comes out. And now I can already see a couple years later, I mean, a year of painting hard. So we'll just say a year, but a couple years. <laughs> I can see already, like, I'm, it's mine. And there is a commonality now there that was not there a year and a half ago, you know? And that's why, that's why it's so important not to get so stuck in the, well, how do I get there and how's it going to look and let me look at so-and-so and let me figure out this technique and this. It's really just about, and we heard somebody say it, I can't remember who it was, trusting what comes out of your hands. Mm. I think and I Jean think Oliver, the, did she say that? I think so, maybe. Um, but you know, it that can't happen until you just do work, do the creating long enough. And then that process kind of just unfolds and then you you do just have this voice in that way. So I've been in the process of combining my words and art. So I'm just listening to you like, <laughs> I wish y'all could see my face because, you know, I've been writing forever and I've, that's something I'm really playing with a lot now, which is a ton of fun because I'm, I would, you know, want it to be my own way and not someone else's. So anyway, yes. yeah, it's really powerful to just trust what, what you're learning as you're practicing and as you're doing, you know? Yes, I really love that. No, yeah. the artist was Lori. Lori Ann. Yeah, Lori Ann. I don't I know her last was, name. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember either. She was the one who said it, though. But That's right. So I'm curious now, because we've talked about it a lot, how business can kill your art yeah. <laughs> and your creativity. <laughs> and you have a lot going on from an online shop and T-shirt designs and prints yeah. and then... You know, I mean, I'm sure there is a whole world of what you do that we don't even see online sure. because that's just yeah. how all business and life yeah. is. You're only seeing a little portion of it. So how have you balanced that kind of giving yourself that creative time to, to continue mm -hmm. to evolve as an artist without that pressure of it's everything has to be marketable. Everything has to be yeah a, about production yeah. and mm -hmm. like how do you how do you balance that all out because I know Shauna and I are both perpetually yeah <laughs> trying to figure that yeah. one out <laughs> sure yeah. I feel like it's it's a constant um it's a constant like reevaluation of priorities yeah in, in different seasons honestly like when my mm -hmm. kids were younger I really don't know how I did it like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't we sleep. We all feel that way. Um, <laughs> I didn't sleep. Uh, right. That's kind of what I did. When they were sleeping, yeah. I would work. And um, and then I don't really, I didn't honestly, probably until a few years ago, did I really prioritize rest. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that came from burnout. You know, it came sure. from a really bad place. Um, yeah. you know, getting to a point where like I had to rest, like it was mentally, I was no mentally not in the place to continue working. 
So um, because of that, you know, I started to try to implement space in my life. Mm -hmm. I have a friend um, who wrote a book called Space. Her name is Manda. Why can't I think of her last name? <laughs> we do we're, that all the time. We're the last names right now. Their names, so. <laughs> He's my friend, though. Um, yeah. We met online. Um, <laughs> yeah. But she wrote a book on space, and it really like challenged me um, to just like mm-hmm. make sure that I had space in my life, margin, um, yeah. so that I could just be like putting mm. time on the calendar to just be. Now I'm not gonna say that I'm good at that. I'm like really bad at it, actually. Um, <laughs> Business does take over. Um, But what I have learned is that if I focus on like, uh, like if there's a certain project that's going to be taking a certain amount of time and I'm like, okay, this is a sprint, um, which is something that a friend of mine told me to look at it in like sprints, then you know, um, once you're at the end of that, you can take a rest. Yeah. So um, I try to like, do it that way. Right now I'm actually like taking a month off of like mm-hmm. taking on projects and stuff, which is huge for me. I've never really done that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And for the past couple of years, I've taken off the month of December, which people are like, you know, they want to, they're like, that's the best time for your shop, you know? And I'm like, you better get your orders in early. Cause I'm that's taking right. time off to be in the holidays, stressing yeah. out, about sending out things. And so mm-hmm. I've had to do what feels, um, like countercultural <laughs> to yeah. like really protect my space and my mindset. But as far as like working on my creativity within that, mm-hmm. um, I think like business sometimes gets in the way and it's just yeah. like really hard. One thing that has helped me is really planning out my year. And like, I'm thinking of collections or things that I want to come up in my shop. Then I have to prioritize just making things. Although they still sometimes turn into products that helps. Um, Another thing that helps is um, I actually apply for like artist grants, um, which really helped me because I, if I, I want a few of them. And so when I do, that gives me funding to take time off of work and just yeah. make, That's a great um, idea. which has been really, really helpful for me to like stop working and make mm-hmm. things. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of like a, like when I get to a point where I'm not like, um, where I'm not really able to get my business, mm-hmm. I know it's because I'm not like, stopping and just letting my creativity flow or like making time for creativity. And then I know it is a priority. It must be done. Yeah. Um, So it's, but it's still like a balancing thing. Like, I don't know. I don't have it all figured out. No, we, none of us do. That's the thing I had a, um, you know, I posted something on a story a few weeks ago and it was just to ask any random question. And of course, inevitably somebody asked, you know, how do you balance all of this? And, you know, I've been getting that question for a long time. And I said, well, you know, just like you, I I don't. That's kind of how (laughs) it works. I don't. um, I do and I don't. And I think with that balance between creativity and business, it's still the same as our lives. It's sort of like part of balance is really that you just have to seasonally lean into things. So right now, I'm having to lean into business and right now I'm leaning into my creative side and you really don't have to balance them all at the same time. It's more about, 
let me lean in here for a minute and know when it's time for me to lean the other direction. You know what I mean? Same as home and family and work, you know, it's all, I don't know. I think we put that pressure on ourselves. (laughs) Like we're supposed to somehow magically juggle it all at the same time. And that's really not how it works. Like the kids have to learn how to open their own snacks because you do have to work so they can have the snacks. I mean, you know, like it's, it's I don't know. I just think there's too much pressure (laughs) to uh, do it all at one time. (laughs) I I wrote down a quote that you had in one of your highlights that I just, I loved. And I think it speaks to this, that you said, we live most of our lives in the process. Mm -hmm. And I I thought that was so, you you hear people talk about process a lot. But I I think that that was put so well and that we're all perpetually in the process. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I loved how you continued in that, like answering questions from people who were asking things like, mm-hmm. how do you do it all? How do you get started? Right. How do you, and, and all of that was, was out of that. It's all, it's all a process. Yeah. You have to start and then you have to keep doing it. You have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. You have to keep putting your, your, your brush in the paint mm-hmm. and yes. putting it on a surface. You have to just keep making those decisions. Yeah. Um, and it's all a process and then some, some great things can happen along the way. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was so beautifully said. I really can't, I can't emphasize enough how just what an encouraging, calming voice you are. Um, and, and I really do feel that genuine, um, that that's, that's your heart that's coming out and that you're putting in your products. Because I think you can see some of that out there sometimes, and, and it, it can be wrapped in by my course, so you can learn how to do that. And But, you know, it can be kind of wrapped in this commercialism, and I feel like yeah. there's a, it's sort of the opposite, that it's like this is what I'm creating, and then the commercial success has just come out of that. Mm-hmm. It, it's... it's um. It's a really beautiful thing to look at. Anyway, I think you just do it really well. Um, We could talk to you forever. I mean, we do this every time we have a guest on. We're just like, oh, what else? (laughs) What else is there? Because, you know, this work is so personal and important. And every time we talk with someone, we resonate with, you know, because we're all... In whatever way, whatever our medium, we're pursuing this life, trying to bring beauty into the dang world. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you kind of can't help but get sucked in. <laughs> Two hours later, <laughs> the listeners are like, all right, well, right. let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, actually, we'll have to have you back on at some point to talk about yes. the grants, because I find that really interesting. Oh, yeah, that's and, cool. and probably a lot of people don't know that's available or how to do it or who it's available to. Um, I think that could, that could be a really interesting conversation, but uh, what I'd love to hear from you now is like, what, so what's next? You're taking a break right now, but what are the things that you have working on and in the hopper? So I have a feeling a book is one of those things (laughs) because we have a mutual literary agent friend. (laughs) So I have a feeling that that's one of the things, but what else are you working on now? Yeah, so I have a I, I actually have a book, a children's book that comes out in February okay. um, okay. that we just Great. finished. It's going to print now. So um, and yeah, it's called A Spoonful of Faith. So that will be mm-hmm. coming out in February. And then I'm working awesome. on a book proposal right now. So I'm working on some stuff. But um, other than that, I'm within 
like with the retail side of things in my shop, I'm trying to like work on some collections, a few for the, for the remainder of the year. And hopefully potentially working on like a, a box. Um, but I'm really like, I really want to be really intentional about it. Um, so I'm, I'm working on that right now. And then, um, uh, so the heart behind that is kind of uh, twofold. I'd love to create something that people can give to like a friend um, yeah. just to mm-hmm. show them that they're talking about them or that they care. Yeah. Like, also, you could buy it for yourself, of course. Sure. But uh, another thought on that is that I would love to create a box that for a friend that has experienced loss or something really hard. I've gone through a lot of hard things and I think yeah. um, I've been um, – I don't know. I've, I've felt at times like my friends didn't know how to reach out or what to yeah. say, but yeah. man, if there was a product out there that could help them just yeah. kind of give me something during that time, I'm sure they would have sent yeah. it. And so I'd love to just create something like that. That's fun and creative, um, mm-hmm. but also comforting to someone. And so that's yeah. kind of what I'm working on. That's like my personal little yeah. thing I want to put into the world. Um, That's a beautiful idea, especially because I think there's a large outpouring of love, like right when the thing happens, like Mm -hmm. right when you get Mm -hmm. the diagnosis or right when someone dies or right after the divorce or right after whatever the the big event is. But then it's those months after that can be, Mm -hmm. it can get lonely. Lonely. Mm -hmm. You can feel abandoned Mm -hmm. because everybody then they go on with their lives. And so to have yep. something that you know for 3 months or whatever length of yeah. time you get you get a little thing oh yeah I'm, yeah i'm remembered here and these are words that you know speak to that i i think that's a beautiful idea i do to too see that thank um, you that's You're really welcome. Cool. Not that you needed our permission, no, blessing, but we love it. Yeah, so we, we approve. We right. think you should probably do that. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, I'm also I'm like doing some more licensing things. So um, that's fun. Cool. I have a, a full like stationery and planner line coming out with the Happy Planner this fall. Oh, fun. Um, wow. And so, uh, and actually, uh, quite a bit of it will be available in Joanne Fabric Stores in August. That's so cool. Yeah, that's kind of fun and exciting. That's coming up, and so mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, those are the things that are kind of like on the books um, in the pipeline. But yeah, usually, I just really want to, um, like when you said that, it comes through my work that like I have an encouraging heart. I just really want to um, create things that help people just feel seen yeah. love yeah. um and also help people have hope because i mean yeah. you know life is hard sometimes so sometimes and all the time right and so yeah. um, yes just really important to me to make things that do that for myself and then mm-hmm. i know that if i share it it'll connect with someone else and so that's right um, that's yeah, what's in your- the work I love your tagline, encouraging women to think big, hope, and create. I think yeah. that's, I thought that was really um, just beautifully said. And, and again, captures your work really well. So, well, yeah. that's fun. Also, I got lost. I went down a rabbit hole yesterday looking at all of your t-shirt designs, which I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to have to place an order right. and get a few of those because they're just really, again, just great work, really, you know, encouraging shirts and um 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get a couple. Yeah. Of those. All right. Well, make sure you tag me because put it on the list. now, so you can yeah. be like, "This is my friend's shirt." <laughs> I will. Right. This is my friend Gina. So right. they know how we to have talked. Her name. I do know how to pronounce her name. You're right. <laughs> well, and I'm really glad that we had you on as a guest before. Like, you're so massive that right. you can't do oh, little, okay. little obscure podcast interviews. Yes. <laughs> well, put it out there for me. I hope that does happen. But if not, yeah. always like I love to talk. You know, talk about people's stories and share my stories. So yeah. I'm willing to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I, I love that. And Me I think, too. again, that ju- it just shines through your work that it's not, you're doing what you're doing and whatever success comes from that, then yeah. great. That's more people who can hear your message, mm-hmm. but otherwise you're just doing what you, what you love. And if it stays mm-hmm. at a small online shop, well, it's not, not small, but an online shop <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, a few little you know, licensing things here and there yeah. or a book or what, you know, okay. But, but then if it, if it becomes a whole like huge thing, then okay to that too. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah then, then great. <laughs> so we always, at the end of the episode, we share a creative contraption, which is just a tool that we love. Cause man, we're so into anything, you know, art supply related. I just, office uh, y'all will laugh at that. I, yesterday I got down a handmade paper rabbit hole and I just, I think I made some mistakes, but there are things <laughs> coming to me. So it's, yes, we love a tool. <laughs> we, love. we do. So do you have one to share with us? One of your favorite creative tools? Man, I'm such a, like, use what you got girl. Like yeah. I've, I've, I'm not really big on tools. Like I use, um, I do a lot of digital illustration. So I use um, like Procreate, my Apple, Mm -hmm. my iPad. And people always ask me like, what brushes do you use? I'm like, I use the basic brushes that come with it. I don't even buy a brush pad. I just try to use my creativity with it. But um, there is a tool and I'm so bad because I was supposed to write it down before I got on here, but there is something that I pot. (laughs) (laughs) And it is a stand for your iPad. It works as like, it works kind of like an illustration drawing pad. You sit your iPad and so you get a flat top and you can draw just like you were drawing on a piece of paper. Love it. That's amazing. Um, I can get the name for you. Okay. We would love that. We would probably both get it. (laughs) We do. We would probably. Yeah. As soon as you said that, I'm like, Ooh, cause I, I do yeah. for, um, like fabric designs, we'll do, um, yeah. the work on procreate and mm-hmm. I'm usually just kind of holding my iPad. So yeah. that sounds like, that yeah, cool... does sound amazing. Everybody I've referred to get it, bought it and loves it. So okay. it was actually created by, um, a team of illustrators that work on like Marvel comics and stuff. Cool. One, a guy and uh, one of the illustrators made his self one and then cool. everyone's like I want one and he just started making them and then they like this whole like crowdfunding to get them like created and now they sell wow um that's amazing and I was like I gotta be part of this and then yeah. I bought one and I, now I'm telling everybody about it that's like really the only tool that I like use that you use um, yeah and it's I cool. love that though because yeah. People who are like, I I won't let not having the supply prevent me from doing something, but I do tend to get just because I love beautiful supplies that it's like, if I get into something, then I want to, yeah, I want all the tools, I want the the prettiest tools and I, and, and it can, it can almost get in the way of doing the thing itself. Yeah. Yeah. 
because you're so busy trying to collect all of the the beautiful mm-hmm. supplies that you're not just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think that's great to hear and, and probably encouraging for people who are trying to start um, yeah. with what they have that it's like, yeah. I found it. It doesn't matter. Oh, you did? Oh, what you is did. it called? It's called the Sketchboard Pro. The Sketchboard okay. Pro. We'll put that in, in our show notes. Sketchboardpro.com and it's the first iPad stand holder and it's like, it's amazing. You guys are Okay. I, yeah, I can't wait. I do a lot of digital art lately playing around, so that sounds fun, fun, fun. Yes. And the, what I love about it, it's like you said, when you have your iPad and you like just are holding it, yeah. so like you can have to work at a desk or like have something, it just sits right in there and you can take it wherever you want. It's That's really cool. cool. That's a brilliant <laughs> idea too. I, yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. And such a great example also of people feeling like some stuff has always been done, but it's like mm-hmm. there's always new there's always new ideas. Yes. There's always new ideas. Yeah. And um anyway, it's great. Well, it's been so good talking to you, Gina. Yes. Thank you for joining us. You're just every bit as delightful a delight. person as as I thought you would be. Oh, well, thank <laughs> and, you. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm thankful for you guys. Well, we'll have to have you back again to talk about the no grants joke. at some point in time. And many um, other things. But, oh, yeah. Yes. Like right. we, I'm sure we could talk all, all day long. Yes, I would love to share. I love sharing resources. So, But I know people are going to enjoy this episode. And, they will. Um, check out Gina on at Spoonful of Faith on Instagram. And then mm-hmm. from there, you can get to links to see her work at Target, yeah. her online shop, which has all kinds of beautiful like stationery and prints mm. and t-shirts and just a wide variety of things. And then also just to, you know, keep up on what she's doing as she yeah. has a lot going on, a lot of new fun things coming out that you might be interested in. So, so thanks for joining us and we hope that we'll, uh, that you'll join us for our next episode. Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent Podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like The Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.